Awesome, awesome, awesome. Should we stay on our feet and uh, let the other two guys sit down and give a massive monster Kessid welcome to Francesco Basile. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be with you tonight. And I hope you'll understand my accent. <laughs> it's a good accent. When I was living in America, they told me, you don't change the accent. It's cool. <laughs> you sound like the godfather. That's what they told me. <laughs> Greetings from Rome. It sounds very biblical, right? My family and our families are with us. The two guys that you saw next to me are the, the blessing, the greatest blessing God has given me. Uh, we, they moved, they left their job, jobs, houses, and everything. And they moved from other cities just to help me plant the church. With one girl, Diego, he has... One girl and Enzo, one boy and one, another boy on the way. So it must take faith and courage to do things like that. But God always looks for crazy people. And uh, tonight, I want to speak with you and show you from the Bible something about the kind of journey that God takes us on. The journey of transformation, the journey of uh, really taking us and bringing us closer to him every day more. Are you ready for that? I want you to look at the scripture in Luke chapter 5. I'm going to read from the Message Bible in, uh, and we start reading from verse 1. This is a story that we all probably know from Simon. And, uh, but I want you to see it tonight with different eyes. Are you ready? Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. But I'm young and I need your help. Is that okay? <laughs> so even if you don't like it, just smile at me sometimes. <laughs> just go wild. Amen. Hallelujah. Just make me happy, okay? Be good at Easter Sunday. I've been preaching this gospel by the grace of God for the last 17 years. My dad is a pastor, my brother is a pastor, and my mom is our pastor. She pastored all of us. I had no choice. It's my privilege to serve the Lord. And I've been preaching this gospel in over 25 nations. The Lord graced me to see blind, see cripple walk. One time I prayed for a woman who was in the hospital who lost, just lost her baby in the womb. She was four months into the pregnancy and she lost her baby. She was waiting for uh, the doctor to operate on her and remove the dead body of the baby. And she called me because she remembered I evangelized her many, many, many years before. Evangelize means I spoke to her about Jesus, a powerful Jesus. And she called me while I was in my office. And I didn't know what she wanted to talk about. But while she was at the phone, I heard the voice of God in the inside. Because God speaks still today. God speaks sometimes. He speaks with your voice. He speaks from the inside. And as you learn and grow in your relationship, you will 
discern when he is speaking. And he told me, I want you to pray for her because I want to do miracles today in her life. And I begin to, you know, weep. <laughs> Lord, is it you? Is it not you? Are you sure? You know, while I, I sounded at the phone with her very bold, I was trembling in the inside. And anyway, she began to cry and she's in tears and she tells me, I'm in the hospital. I'm losing, I lost my baby. I'm losing blood. I'm waiting for the operation. But all of a sudden, you came in front of me. I saw a picture of you and I heard a voice in the room saying, call Francesco, call Francesco. And when she called me and the Lord, while she was talking to me and explaining this story to me, the Lord spoke to me, pray. I want to do miracles in her life. And so I didn't know what to do, but pray. And sometimes the best prayer has four words. You want to know the most powerful prayer in the world? Help! And I prayed and I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke death over this body i speak life i command healing and i closed the phone i didn't know what happened until two weeks after when she walked into my office with her husband and with her baby alive in the womb when they took her into the operation room ready to remove the baby they discovered that the baby was alive the blood stopped you know bleeding the woman stopped bleeding the woman was again alive and today I saw the boy. His name is Simon. I wish they would have called him Francesco. But, <laughs> but God, our God is a God of miracles. I want to teach you today how to move more and more into the supernatural. Are you ready for that? I want to teach you today how to see acceleration in your life, acceleration in your ministry, acceleration in promotion for your life, in jobs, whatever you are doing. God, our God is a God of supernatural. Father, I just thank you for this wonderful opportunity. I feel your presence already in this place. I feel the anointing of your spirit in this place. Father, we are open to see the supernatural wave of the spirit of God in manifestation. Glorify your name, Jesus, in this place. We are ready for it. We'll welcome you in Jesus' mighty name and the amazing church of this town says, amen. amen. I was expecting a better amen. <laughs> Once Jesus was standing on the shore of the lake of Gennesaret and the crowd was pushing in on him to better hear the word. Say with me, hear the word. He noticed two boats tied up and the fishermen had just left them and were out scrubbing their nets. He climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Say with me, little. little. Sitting there using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. And when he finished teaching, are you understanding my English? When he finished teaching, you're a smart crowd. <laughs> he said to Simon, push out into the deep into the deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let 
the nets down. It was not sooner said than done, a huge hole of fish straining the nets past capacity. And they waved to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they filled both boats. We just stopped there for a moment. We may go back and finish the story. I just, there are just a couple of things I want to highlight. I've been preaching this message for a couple of years now. And every time, because I receive it from the Lord, I was praying in the beach in Rome. I live by the sea, suffering for the Lord. <laughs> and every morning I wake up, and, or most morning, I wake up and pray on the beach. And one time I was standing there, and I was watching and looking. And I always have my message Bible, pocket message Bible with me. And while I was there sitting, looking at the sea, I opened it in Luke chapter 5. And I noticed this passage that says, Jesus was standing on the shore. It doesn't say for how long, if it was five minutes, one hour. It doesn't say that. It just says that Jesus was standing there and all of a sudden he noticed two boats. The Greek word used there for seeing, some translations say Jesus saw two boats. But the Greek word is eido, which means more than seeing, means perceived something looking at those two boats. Have you ever experienced this? Sometimes I walk in a supermarket or in the airport and all of a sudden I perceived something in somebody. Have you ever, ever experienced that? That's the perceptions or the, the relationship that you have to develop with the Holy Spirit. It will tell you things. And Jesus perceived something look at the, looking at the two boats. Sometimes when I pray, I, I keep my eyes open as I walk because I may see something that the Lord will use to teach me something. And while I was reading this, the Lord spoke to me about this word, noticing. Jesus noticing to word. Notice to word. But he chose only one. He climbed into one. And he told Peter, let's put out a little bit. And Jesus taught the word. My first point is that when we say yes to Jesus, when, if, when we first hear the word of God, the first thing that we kind of understand, begin to understand is the logic of God, is the logos of God. My first point is hear the word. And Jesus was teaching from the pulpit. From the boat of Peter, he turned the boat into a pulpit. Sometimes the boat represents our life. Sometimes the fact that Jesus asked Simon, put out a little bit, represent, is a picture of our life. Yeah. Yeah. We are with the crowd, and Jesus is asking us, just, just take a step. Yeah. Just put out a little bit. Just stay with me for a while. Just yeah. listen to the word. And the very beginning of your relationship with Jesus, he does everything. Have you noticed that? In the beginning, you see miracles. In the beginning, you stop smoking. You stop whatever you need to stop. And you start whenever you need to start. He is the one doing everything. And he is the logos of God. He is the logic of God. He is the living word of God. But then after a while, 
after a while that he's using you as a testimony, as an example, he wants more. And he asks you to push out into the deep. Studying that word, push out into the deep, that Greek word for deep is a word that tells us and reveals us that Jesus was telling him a specific, indicating to him a specific place, and he told him, push out there into the deep secret and mysteries of God. In other words, he was telling him, I have more for you. You have been hearing my word, now I'm going to show you my word. You have been hearing my word, now I'm going to prove to you that my word works. Push out! And we sometimes imagine Jesus as a lamb speaking to us in a sweet way. But remember, Jesus is also a lion. Because, you know, after all, Peter was an expert fisherman, fishing all night. Everybody's watching him. You know, Jesus, I may just put out a little bit and let you use my boat as a pulpit, but don't embarrass me asking me to fish during the day because we fish during the night, especially after a night that, that we caught nothing. You want to embarrass me in front of everybody? After all, you are a carpenter. And Jesus said, probably like a lion, I told you, you push out now. Go there. And Peter goes, okay. I have something to show you. Go into the depths. Another translation says, the depths of my grace, which is unknown unto you. There are things that are hidden for you, have been hidden for you for a long time into the grace of God. God has ordained for you some amazing thing that you can only experience if you are willing to hear the word. And Peter said, Lord, I've been fishing all night, but at your word. Now, when Jesus was teaching, the Greek word used there is logos, which is the generic word for everybody. But now Peter says, at your word, and he's using there another Greek word, which is Rema, which means a specific word for a specific situation. Now, you are not hearing the logic of God anymore. Now, Peter is hearing a specific word for a specific moment, for a specific place. And Jesus is not talking to everybody. He's not teaching to everybody. He's now teaching and speaking and commanding to a person. With a rhema word, a relationship that is personalized, is a revelation. Push out there into the deep. I don't care what people think about you. I'm going to prove to your life that I'm able to do extraordinary things. I'm going to prove through your life that as you step, as you obey, the blessing is on the way. And Peter did it. And sometimes when we try to obey God or we want to obey God, it takes a while to see results. Push out. It may take five minutes. Probably more. And I imagine in the mind of Peter thinking, oh, everybody's looking at me. Everybody's criticizing me now. I'm going to, I have to go and fish on the other side the next time. I will be the joke of the town. And so many people sometimes don't obey God. Because they are too concerned of the people on the shore. 
they are too concerned of what everybody else is thinking. But Peter obeyed and he went there. And what happened? Who remembers the story? They caught so many fish that they had to call the other boat. And both boats were filled with fish. Now, how many boats Jesus saw in the beginning? Yes? Are you all with me? But he used only, but he filled. So Jesus, while he was meditating, while he was probably praying on the shore, verse 1, he was there praying, thinking, looking for ways to demonstrate his teaching. How can I prove to them that I'm the Son of God, the Messiah? How can I prove to them that when I speak, things happen? I can, because Acts chapter, I think it's Acts chapter 1 verse 2 that says Jesus was teaching by example. Jesus began to do and to teach. Another translation says Jesus was teaching by example. And so Jesus was probably meditating and thinking, Lord, how can I prove to them? How can I prove to them? And he noticed, Edo, he perceived something looking at the boats. Empty boats. I wonder what do you see in your life? If you see an empty boat. Or you are able to perceive the plan of God for your life. And Jesus saw, I I believe, saw two boats filled of fish. He saw it already maybe there in that unknown place. Of the grace of God. In that space that was ordained for Simon for for a long time. In that area. And he said, you now go there. You go there. And as he went there, as he obeyed, he didn't have to do much. The fish jumped into the net. The fish obeyed. But I wonder, what if Peter stayed there? Oh, he could keep on praying. Oh, Lord, why? Why have been fishing the whole day, catch nothing? Why? There is a time to pray, but then there is a time to obey. So many people, they pray, they pray, they pray, but they never ever correspond in action. They never step out and do something. Your prayer is meant to be a place not of talking only, but of hearing. Your prayer time is a, prayer, is a place where you hear the Lord and you act upon what He tells you. And once you act upon His revelation, His Rema word, the Rema word, the revelation will take you to a supernatural place in your life. Where you don't look for the blessing, but the blessing looks for you. Come on, I'm preaching better than you are responding. When Peter went there, He found the blessing for himself. He found the blessing for the other boat. So often when when you obey God, your family will be the first one to be blessed. Your relatives, your friends all around, your colleagues. In the Bible, in Greek, this is called oikos. I believe in the Lord and you and your household or your oikos in the Greek shall be saved. Your oikos is your sphere of influence. When Peter obeyed, the business of his friends and father and relative changed. 
his blessing was overflowing to the point that everybody around him was blessed. Come on. Are you with me? This is the acceleration part. If you get it as a revelation, it can change your life. I have seen people receiving miracles, extraordinary miracles from God through an acceleration of time. I've seen broken bones healed in a day when the doctor told them it would take a month. I've seen things, amazing things happening in a short time just because I learned that God wants to give us acceleration. Are you ready? The scholar, they, they discovered that the quantity of fish that Peter took in two minutes would have taken two weeks of two boats fishing successfully every day. When you obey the Lord and you go where you, he tells you, you can do in two minutes what many people cannot do in two weeks. You can do, you can have in one day, in one hour, what people will have to work hard all their life to have. God can give you favor and open a supernatural door, a supernatural position in your job, a supernatural favor at university. Something good happens when you dare to obey God. I don't understand everything, but I learned to believe everything with God. I don't understand why sometimes fishing here does nothing for me or fishing there gives me the provision for me, my family, my friends. I don't understand what changed from this corner to that corner of the lake. I don't understand what changed. But maybe obedience stepped into the way. Hallelujah. Sometimes, have you ever heard of that football player, Messi? Have you ever heard of Messi? He's a champion, right? And everybody loves him. He's the, probably one of the best players in the world. And one time they told him, how, how can you be like, you, you became a successful player, well-known player all over the world overnight. And I like his answer. Are you ready? It took me 17 years and one 14 days to become an overnight success. Sometimes what you do in your secret place, sometimes what you do in your obedience with God, even when people are criticizing you, even when people kind of don't like what you are doing, sometimes what you do behind the scene, your secret prayer results in public reward. Your secret obedience will always bring public blessings. It took me 17 years and 114 days to become an overnight success. I believe this is also what is happening in Rome. Sometimes people think, oh my goodness, how could it be a church in five months, over 150 people? How is it possible? It took me 14 years serving my dad faithfully, serving in the house of God, sometimes uh, cleaning. Sometimes playing the drums, sometimes w building the website, sometimes driving speakers around, sometimes translating speakers from the pulpit. It took me 14 years 
in a few days to experience a five-month great success in Rome. And I'm not stopping here. We are not stopping. We are believing for more. We are believing for more because when you sow into the kingdom of God, sometimes you sow your time, sometimes you sow your treasure, sometimes you sow your talent. When you sow into the kingdom of God, you will always reap an harvest. Peter didn't know that there was an harvest ready for him just because he made his boat available to Jesus. What is God asking to you that he wants you to make it available? Sometimes we ask for the blessing, but we are not willing to let him use our boat, use our voice, use our hands, use our possessions. Oh, I know now you don't love me anymore, right? <laughs> the first thing God, every time he comes to you, and teach you is through the word. You cannot miss that. You spend time with the word. You meditate on the word. You stay there. You don't read the word. You don't just read the word. You let the word read you. He has to become a revelation. One time I was praying, just recently I was praying with this Bible in my hand. And while I was praying, I was doing this with my Bible and doing this with my Bible. And then I felt the voice inside that told me, do this all the time. Don't let this word depart from your hand. Sometimes you open it, sometimes you close, but let it stick to you. <laughs> let it stick with you. Take it everywhere. Open it all the time. Meditate day and night. The first thing God wants you to experience is the hearing of the word. The hearing of the word. The second thing God wants to experience is a personal revelation. A rhema. A specific, specific word for your life. And as you act upon it, you see the results. And the third thing. This I just discovered lately looking through and meditating again on this passage. The Bible says, going back to the scripture that they wave to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They feel both boats nearly swamping them with the catch. And someone, Peter, are you ready? Put your seat belt on. It's going to be good. Ready? And Simon, Peter, when he saw it, fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Master, leave me for I'm a sinner. Now, it is interesting. When Jesus asked him, push out into the deep, the Greek word there is actually the word for master, for commander. I will obey you, commander. I will obey you, teacher. But now here, the Greek word in this case is not actually master, Leave me, for I'm a sinner and you are too holy. It's actually the word curious, which means Lord and owner of everything. When Peter saw the Edo perceived what was happening, not just saw the fish, but when he perceived the man who was in the boat with him, when he perceived his capacity, when he perceived his ownership, ruling and 
over the earth, ruling over the fish of the sea, ruling over the bird of the air. He had the last Adam on the boat. He had the man with the anointing of the spirit on the, on the boat. He had the Messiah. He had somebody who could speak to the nature and change the atmosphere and change the history of his business and change the history of that man, family, and friends. He didn't say master. He said Lord, he went on his knees. He discovered not anymore the word, the logos, not anymore the rhema, the supply for your need. He discovered the person. And this time they put back their boats and he said, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. It's not anymore important the miraculous. It's not anymore important the answer to my question. I want to follow you. It's important that you take charge of my life. That you rule over my life. Oh, hallelujah. This is the Jesus I want to serve. This is the Jesus I want you to serve and follow. Don't get satisfied with knowing, having some knowledge. Oh, I know that scripture. So many people tell me, well, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that, and I always tell them, it doesn't work by hearing, it works by doing it. I heard that, I heard that, so do something about that. Do something about, step out, hear and obey, hear and obey, because the blessing is on the way. Lord, curious, owner of everything, it's you, now I recognize you, it's you, now I perceive and, and they left the boat, and the Bible says they followed him. They followed him, left everything. I had this picture today while I was meditating on this. I thought of the boat leaving the coast, going for a little journey with Jesus. He preached from the boat. He went into the deep with the boat and then they came back the journey was short and quick it was a day like any other day but a divine intervention a divine interruption a divine visitation happened in that little trip with the boat and when they landed back on the shore the men on that boat were not the same anymore. They were not the same anymore. The transformation took place in that little journey. I don't know what, that, what is your journey with Jesus. I don't know if he needs to visit you in the office in order for you to hear the word. I don't know if he needs to wake you up in the night in order for you to hear the word. I don't know where is your uh, battle, your place of encounter with God but I know something he knows your address he knows your number he knows how to speak with you language you use the, 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 the heart the form of the heart you have some of us the best five you know the five languages of love some of us is giving some of us is touching hugging some of us is, is words Jesus knows everything about you. He knows how to speak to you. 
He knows how to inspire you, how to move you, how to take you to your destination. And maybe He's encouraging you tonight. Will you obey me? Will you trust me until the end, even if it will cost your reputation? Even if it will cost you your possessions? They left everything. Like these two guys. They left everything. How serious are you with God? I don't know about you, but me and my wife, we choose to give our life every day to Jesus 100%. I pray and read and study and search and travel to discover every day for better, to better serve this amazing Jesus, to better follow Him. I want to give Him everything. I want to give Him everything I am, everything I, I, I can give even think or imagine I want to give him the best time I have the best energy I have the best talents I have because he is worthy curious curious he perceived the master was in the boat I wonder how many times the master is visiting your boat but you don't perceive it I wonder how many times the Lord wants to show you the two boats that you see empty with your eyes, but that He sees in revival with His eyes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are you willing to obey Him? Are you willing to move to the next level? Because sometimes the enemy of the best things are the good things hello sometimes the worst enemy of the supernatural things of God of the future are the memories of the supernatural things of God of the past I'm going to give you another revelation are you ready for that can I go deep in this Abraham, with a revelation, climbed the mountain with his son. A picture of Jesus. Two servants, one on the side, one on the other. The wood on the back of Isaac, the son of the promise. Climbed the mountain on Moriah's mountain, where Jerusalem was built. And the Bible says that when they went, were going up, Abraham saw what did he see he perceived because Jesus in the book of Hebrew the Bible says Abraham saw my day he perceived what was happening but my point is when they went up when they were there on that mountain on that place one revelation took Abraham to the mountain but another revelation, fresh revelation, saved Isaac. Sometimes the old revelation can kill the new revelation or can kill the promise. It's not about hearing one time only. It's not about hearing the rhema only. It's about knowing the person, knowing his heart. You know he won't kill anybody. You know he may ask you to do something big something that cost you something 
but you also know his heart, his person, and every time God is asking you for something, it's because he has something better to give you. Every time God asks for a seed, it's because he has an harvest in his mind for you. And sometimes the greatest enemy to your harvest is you holding the seed or eating the seed of obedience. Oh, I feel God is speaking to somebody tonight. My time is up. Who gives me one minute? Let me see your hand. One, two, three, four, five. Ah, thank you so much. Lately, we were singing and preaching in a town two hours south Rome. We were singing our songs, so we brought our equipment. And there was a worship leader in the back with a very bad guitar. Good talent, bad equipment. But we are called the equippers. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, give him your guitar. It was new. Three months old. It was our guitar. We need it. We need it because we are buying gears all the time. We are doing things by faith all the time. We are the one, Lord, that we need. But you see, you see your boat empty. God sees your boat already full. You see yourself as the one in need all the time that needs the blessing. God sees you as the one that can bless. God perceives something in you that you don't perceive. And he told me, give away the guitar to that man. Equip him. I spoke with the guys. They said, yes. I gave him the guitar. The man told us that that very morning in tears, he told God, I had to sell my guitar to pay rent. I cannot stay without guitar. Help me. Help me. That very morning, that very morning, the Lord answered through another person. Sometimes the answer to the prayer of someone is linked to your obedience. Sometimes the answer to your prayers is linked to your obedience or the obedience of someone else. But the story didn't finish there. We gave away the guitar. And the week after, just one week after, our guitar was worth 350. The week after, a pastor comes in our church and he says, you have no guitar? Can you just drive me to our store, music store, because I'm going to buy you a tailor. Three times more expensive than our guitar. God had in mind a great harvest. But I believe the harvest would have not come if I would have hold the seed. Sometimes a seed is all you need. Don't eat the seed. The seed is for the ground. I learned something that every time I obey God, every time I give Him what He is asking for, every time I live in His hands, what I am trying to hold, maybe that seed can leave my hand, but that seed will never leave my life. 
will always operate in the atmosphere of heaven will always operate in the kingdom will always work for me sometimes will work there not here and my obedience is Lord where what what do you want me to do where do you want me to go my prayer our prayer shouldn't be Lord do this do that our prayer should be Lord what do you want me to do where do you want me to go what do you want me to give did you receive anything tonight I believe the presence of God here is so strong, so precious. Is that okay if we allow the Holy Spirit to move and manifest this gift among us? Feel there is some, some impartation, great impartation, some revelation, something good is going, to, is going to happen in this place tonight. Can we all stand in this moment? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Can we all lift our hands for a second and just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just praise Him. Praise Him with your words. Just welcome Him in your life right now. my heart there is somebody here who has been living for a long time in disobedience maybe you lost the way home you lost you lost that relationship with the father you used to have but tonight you are in the house of God and God just sent me from the other side of Europe just to speak to you if you know this word is for you it's time for you to get back on track with God to get back ready to hear ready to obey ready to move if I'm talking to you tonight I want everybody to have his eyes closed maybe you are here for the first time and you know you have been disobedient to God or maybe you have been coming for a long time but your heart is disconnected if I'm talking to you, I've been talking to you by the Holy Spirit tonight. You know that you know that you know that something is happening in your heart. Some reconnection with the Heavenly Father is happening in your heart. I want to pray with you. I want to encourage you in this moment. Lift your hand very quickly wherever you are. If you know I'm talking to you tonight. I see the hands going up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see many people lifting their hands and I want to pray for you in Jesus name if there are also people that can help me prayer team if you want to go next to this person these people with their hands up or if you are near to somebody who has his hands up we want to pray together now in Jesus name for God is looking for obey obedient people people that are willing to go the extra mile with him people that are willing to do and go and give everything he's asking them. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you help me with this song? Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we call back. We call back to a greater relationship, a greater relationship with you, these amazing children that today are responding to you. We speak blessing over their life. We speak blessing. We speak a supernatural acceleration in their life. Everything that they've been experiencing, they felt maybe lost. That contact with you, that relationship with you. We declare in the name of Jesus a new season in their life. A new season in their life in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, bring to me that sister, please. Bring it to me. In the name of Jesus. Come running to the kingdom of God. If you know, if you know today, tonight the Lord spoke to you. This is your day. This is your hour. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. things burdens that you have been carrying for too long even guilt that you have been carrying for too long the Lord has forgiven you there is grace grace you need to embrace grace you need to embrace there is a restoration coming to you and restoration coming to your family my sister restoration is on the way for you I declare in the name of Jesus a new season for you, a new season for your household in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Sometimes you think, Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Jesus is not asking for you to be worthy. Jesus is asking for you to believe in Him. The right, the right question is not, am I worthy? The right question is, am I in Jesus? Because if you are in Jesus, you are worthy. You are worthy. He is worthy for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can we all stretch our hands towards this sister? Feel the Holy Spirit wants to do something amazing tonight in this place. More. More. The deep things of God. The deep things of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare your fire flowing. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, fire flowing. Fire flowing. Fire flowing in this life. Fire flowing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 